Welcome to the Game of Service podcast. Today we're going to talk about perfecting the in-house marketing process over a period of seven years. This is uh, my story of uh, where I started and where I am right now. I'm going to do this a little differently compared to every other post on Game of Serps. I'm going to show you real life examples of what has worked for our company and the many divisions I'm a part of. I got hired as the director of marketing at a small marketing agency in 2013. We also had other businesses with decent revenue numbers. I was 28 years old, was pretty young, full of energy and potential. I was brought in to increase revenue for all our companies, improve process and visibility on the web. I'll get right into it. I was ambitious. I saw a lot of holes predominantly with employees who acted like victims. They were okay with the status quo. They came in at 9 a.m., worked on client projects with budgets of $500 a month and left at 5 p.m. Our office was in the industrial part of Surrey within Metro Vancouver. It was cold in the winter and very hot in the summer. And we all shared a space with a lot of rats and these suckers were relentless. We couldn't do anything to get rid of them. I remember getting space heaters because it got so cold in the winter. It's just definitely the good old days. My mind was racing with what I wanted to do. I had to start somewhere, but I didn't know exactly where. But then I saw Japanese students cleaned their high schools or elementary schools after school. I think every student had to spend about 15 minutes cleaning their schools. Remember, I'm trying to start from zero. When I say zero, it means that even our workspace was important to me. I booked a Wednesday and asked everyone to come in prepared. They came in looking at a bunch of cleaning supplies, a mop, and a bucket. I asked them to clean every inch of the office. We got on our fours and cleaned every crevice of the space we work in. Once the office was fully cleaned, I put it in our cleaning calendar to clean the office once a week. We all got involved. It was actually really fun because I brought beers for everyone and we got to know each other a lot better. This was my first move to get the team to trust me. I cared about their space and wanted them to work in a better environment. You can probably tell that I'm into an all-around approach when it comes to leadership. It's not just about work. I had to get the team to see that they could trust me by showing them that I was a good leader. It actually worked. Needless to say, we ended up selling our space within the first year of me joining the company and moving to downtown Vancouver. One of the reasons was that clients kept getting lost on the way to our office and that had to end. Every company has a few employees who are pretty negative, play the victim card and don't like change. I tried talking to all of them individually to understand them better. Some of them could not be changed and I wasn't about to hold hands. They had to go. We fired four staff members. This didn't happen right away. It took two years to decide who stays and who goes. I then went on a hiring frenzy. We hired an IT administrator, copywriter, a UI UX designer, another SEO to help me out, a software engineer, a paid ad expert, and a media director plus a person to help the media director. I was making big moves and saw the potential of what we were working on. We were hustlers in the beginning. We hacked our way through huge success as a company because of our new team and everybody was under 35 so that helped a lot because everyone was ambitious and hungry. 
page by page, customer by customer, we improved every part of our business from the roots up. Nothing at our office was automated when I joined the team. The staff was getting paid with checks. We were collecting credit card payments over the phone. None of our phone calls was being recorded and our office admin was constantly calling clients to send in payments via checks in the mail. My mind was absolutely blown. I then immediately got us on FreshBooks and forced all clients to give us a credit card number, had every single incoming call tracked for all of our businesses and had everyone work on a new CRM to track everything. At this point, the founder was happy. I put him in the hot seat right after with uh, these two questions. Tell me a little more about your background. What's the story behind the company? And I had to know what led to the idea behind the company and where we were going in the future. The reasons I asked these questions was to see his vision and my future. Once I understood that the marketing agency wasn't his focus, he won my heart. Clients won't make us wealthy, our own businesses will. Once I knew that, I had a home and a friend, not a boss. This guy was absolutely incredible. To this day, I'll repeat it, and to the bitter end, I will repeat it again, even if we don't fall in the uh, same path. Kevin was definitely somebody I, I look up to and would consider a mentor uh, even up to now. Keep in mind that I never held a job longer than 12 months. I just couldn't find a home and kept hopping from company to company until I found where I should be. I'm going to get into what our main business was, and that was renting heavy equipment. I had to learn everything I could about who we were targeting. It's the most revenue generating asset of our business. This division alone funds our team and our future ventures. I had to do everything I could to increase revenue. I'm going to talk about some of the pain points from our interviews with customers because this was one of my next steps. I had to talk to the customers. Here's what I found out. Calls were not going through 100% of the time. Customers felt rushed when calls were picked up. Customers had a hard time paying their bills. Instructions on what to do before and after a rental wasn't so clear. Signing agreements was very hard to do since it was done in person. I had to dig deeper. I used a speech recognition system to analyze all our calls and what I found was pretty impressive. We found out that the agitation level of our calls was completely out of range. I immediately asked our founder at this point to hire a new dispatcher and a call center to help out when we couldn't answer calls. This move helped customer satisfaction instantly. Our new CRM converted all manual payments to online payments through our merchant account. Customers no longer had to call to give us their credit card numbers. We verified the funds before rentals went out and charged them automatically when the rental was over. We also never had to ask for a credit card for the same customer again. See, at this point, everything was stored securely through our merchant account. I then had the team come up with instructional videos to be sent out with clear instructions on what to do before, during, and after a rental was complete. I'm gonna share an example. You can, you can find an example directly in my post below. Finally, you probably know by now that our CRM solved our contract signature issue our equipment is worth millions of dollars. We need to protect ourselves for many reasons, of course. All agreements for every rental is sent out as soon as we verify funds. Once the agreement is signed, the rental is, the rental is dispatched. After talking to the staff, founder, and customers, I had a good understanding of what I needed to do. 
I also started charging all marketing clients at least $5,000 a month to our marketing division. All $500 a month clients, uh, they were sent out to qualified freelancers. The details for this division is for another blog post. We kept some of the $500 a month clients. They Eventually, they turned into clients who were paying $2,000 a month plus. I now officially had a good understanding of pain points across different areas of our business. I knew what internal staff wanted, what our customers needed, and what I needed to do to improve the process of how we run our business. What I needed to do next was study user interface design and user experience of our website and capitalize on potential new leads. Now I love Hotjar, you've seen them before in my previous posts. They've made it extremely easy for me to study a targeted group visiting any website we worked on. We ran every single page of our website through Hotjar and looked at heat maps, clicks, and watched at least a hundred recordings of people going through our websites. Our results were interesting. People were questioning why we were using rentals in every link in the navigation. I know it didn't make any sense to me either. I, we ha that had to go. No one used the contact page. All visitors had specific questions before renting expensive machinery. We had to make the phone number more prominent and people were calling more often than not. So this had to change. People had to drill down from the navigation for the machine they were looking for. We decided to offer a search option in the header to alleviate this issue. In our surveys, project managers didn't know what industries and services we offered. We solved that with two brand new sections clearly positioning our company with what we do well. We also completely revamped our category and product pages with valuable information to our visitors. The old SEO who was working on this website before myself had every page stuffed with irrelevant keywords just to rank for what she thought the company needed. I had all of that removed. And guess what? Our rankings didn't drop. In fact, our traffic grew substantially over time. And if you look below in this post, you'll notice that our traffic grew at least by 35%. Next, I'm going to talk about human factors and credibility. Credibility is all we have in business. Without it, you can kiss your revenue goodbye. Uh, I had to do something about our bland website, which wasn't built for humans. Our media team came really handy at this point. We recorded six testimonials and a quick commercial. All of our videos are presented right on the homepage. The caliber of customers we were starting to get was leaps and bounds better than the past. Just We were talking to city officials, large farmlands, and international development companies. All of the new generated business was because we took our media strategy seriously and we took a human approach to our website. N now that every part of the website looked good and our customers were happy with what they were looking at, we had to run ad campaigns for our business. We got together as a team and decided on the language we would use to create compelling ads and kept the congruency on the landing pages visitors landed on. Um, I'm going to talk about the value propositions for most of our ads. We guarantee our rates. No one beats us seriously. We have the newest fleet in the industry. We sell our equipment after a certain amount of time. We do this to ensure our equipment is always updated with downtime being kept to a minimum. We offered online bookings and next day delivery. No one was doing this when we offered these benefits. I've also shared some examples of the ads we we're running in this post below. Considering a single 
rental could be in the tens of thousands, I would say our budget is spent definitely wisely. For example, if we would spend $2,000, we would get 25 conversions and each conversion would cost about $64. But keep in mind that one rental could be $7,000 plus. I've written extensive posts on different industries and how they can automate their marketing campaigns on my personal blog. I'm gonna go over some of our marketing campaigns which are fully automated. We use pipeline deals because it connects to CallRail and that's our call tracking system. I'm gonna break that down of how I've helped Dispatch absolutely destroy competitors. When a call is made, we create a deal on pipeline deals. This is done automatically. We create a reminder to reach out to leads. If leads come from out of province or from the United States, we put those leads in a segmented list so that we can see where we can partner up with other rental yards or open up our own yard. We reach out to people who have rented from us two weeks after the rental completion and find out what their experience was like. If a rental is greater than a week, we create a reminder to meet, give discounts, hockey tickets to, to our valued customers. All one month rentals should get a gift sent out to them. Large deals will require the whole team to do a great job. That means they would have to get involved with the people renting from us. If I can automate anything at our agency, I will spend the extra time and budget. For example, all successful rentals get an ad thanking them for their business with a link to leave us a review on Google. Another brilliant example is when leads don't turn into customers, we share our testimonial videos on Facebook. If 50% of the testimonial videos get watched, we start advertising our rates. All our systems are fully connected and automated with targeted messages with user intent in mind. We've come a long way from collecting credit cards on the phone and asking customers to come in for signatures. That's completely changed and we're definitely doing a lot better now. I'm going to talk about something interesting and that's using print and physically going and meeting people to shake their hands. We're in an industry where some of the people we speak to still use flip phones. A lot of them don't necessarily take the internet seriously and still like a human approach and that's totally fine and I understand it. Our team is definitely technologically versed but that doesn't mean we can't have empathy with the people who either help us or rent from us. We had another issue. Large multinational corporations were getting all the large jobs. And this is United Rentals and Sunbelt Rentals. We're talking hundreds of thousands in rentals. We had to do something. I got together with a team and came up with this plan. Go to the job sites and ask project managers what their needs were. Leave it there, give them hockey tickets, this is very Canadian of us, and thank them for their time. Put a brochure together on, on high quality paper advertising the benefits of renting from our company. Have our business developer visit job sites with coffee mugs, hats, t-shirts, and our brochure. It worked. Getting our hands dirty and visiting job sites was one of the best moves we made as a company. Our team got access to the best clients looking to rent multiple machines for a long period of time. I won't take uh, credit for all of this. Our founder, Kevin, uh, definitely had a big part about this and he, he was the one hustling even during the pandemic when everything was locked down. He was driving everywhere trying to get more leads and more rentals for us. It took our copywriter, designer, and myself a month to come up with a brochure everyone loved. Once again, of course, we had Kevin involved and uh, he helped us complete this brochure. 
I have an example attached below in this uh, post. We're going to talk about building authority to our domain. I've built links to dozens of websites. I've done it all and put on every hat color you can imagine. For our primary web assets, I never messed around. We make most of our revenue digitally and I wasn't about to jeopardize that with PBN links. During the first three years of my employment, I set up my own link building team. We were able to get backlinks from some of the top construction websites on the internet. It was an incredible experience, but it had to stop. I was spending countless hours coming up with new ways to build links. I did a cost analysis and found out that this part of our agency was costing us dearly. I needed five employees just to sustain the quality of links we were getting. At this point, we came to the conclusion to hire out for our link building needs. We hired an outside agency. For the links we were looking for, they charged anywhere between two to $600 per link. It might seem a lot, but it's not really. With our link building team, we were spending more than double that for links. We were promised similar quality. I should also mention that we only get relevant, worthwhile links. These websites must be active, niche specific, have high authority, come from an English-speaking country, and have good age. I made a lot of mistakes initially. I hired a link-building agency who was well-known. I'm not going to mention names, but they're probably in the top five providers. They do everything for you from finding the links, choosing your anchors, and writing your content. Transparency is very important for me. I asked to see the links before we got placement. They refused because I might go and build the links myself. I understood, so I left it there, and that was my mistake. That was my first mistake. Thinking that this agency specifically builds backlinks, they probably understand the requirements of what's needed so that we don't get gray or black hat links. This was my second mistake. They try to get away with questionable links I can spot from a mile away. Not only did our traffic not grow, but it also dropped week after week. Luckily, I was testing these agencies with our test projects. I would never test a new agency or a link building campaign that I'm not sure of, especially if I can't see the links with our, our main companies. After seeing what was being done for our link building campaigns, I fired the agency and moved on to an agency with more transparency. I had to see the links before we paid for them. Our new agency is more expensive and worth absolutely every penny. They follow our guidelines, have access to thousands of websites, and we get a dedicated rep to handle our accounts. We have 10 active accounts with them currently right now. For your reference, I'm going to share my guidelines to the agency we're working with right now. They have to make sure the entire website we're getting a link from is relevant to what we're doing. We don't want any instances of, for us, contribute or guest post in the global or footer navigation. We ha they have to make sure the blog gets at least 1,000 visits per month. The backlink to the website we're getting links from must have a natural backlink profile themselves. They have to make sure there aren't any significant traffic drops in the last two years. Absolutely no websites who will label our links as sponsored. Some of you might not like this, but seriously, I don't give a shit. I haven't paid for a sponsored post in 10 years and I'm not about to start now. They have to make sure there are no weird upticks with backlinks. They have to go over the content quality to make sure most posts are not generic. 
They also have to make sure the links on their articles make sense. And of course, there has to be a real person backing that website. And you can, of course, you can find that out by simply looking at the about page. If we get our way, our growth is near guaranteed. I've shared the success of one of our clients in my post and you can check that below. I also found the perfect solution to researching whatever demographic I wanted to sell to. We didn't stop there. I had our team create four more websites focusing on different brands people were interested in renting. We now rank for every single primary keyword with multiple web assets. This means we get the same lead multiple times when people are shopping around. We also get leads from all over North America. I've met incredible individuals with large companies just because we show up in their state or province. Our future is extremely bright. We didn't stop with rentals. Our umbrella company is now investing in multiple branches of the heavy equipment industry. One of our four new divisions is going to focus on heavy duty equipment parts. We're working with manufacturers to unify data across North America. Visitors to our new website will be able to know where the part is, how much it costs, calculate shipping, and compare competitor pricing in one location. They can order multiple items from multiple manufacturers under one transaction. They can set up subscription-based orders since heavy equipment goes through parts fast. Manufacturers will have real data on what's selling on our websites and have access to our team for in-depth analysis of user behavior. We partnered up with a shipping company who delivers all over North America and gave us special access to their API for better rates. Our database will have every single machine and model with all their parts. This website will also display aftermarket parts. The hardest part isn't the work. We can get that done. It's getting the data and the right people to give us what we need to organize the data for the end user. We're hustling right now and it's very difficult to create these partnerships because we're working on a brand new project. But because I'm going to be ranking this website and beating all our manufacturers and anyone that's out there, I'm sure it's gonna turn around and the manufacturers are gonna come back to us and say, yes, we would like our products on your website and that will happen. As you can see, I'm not your typical marketer. I don't wear a suit to work. I sometimes have a glass of whiskey at my desk at 2 p.m. I like getting my hands dirty. If that means getting on the road and talking to people to get it done, then I'm there. In fact, we might be traveling to South Korea, China, India, and we might be making new relationships. We're not scared of the pandemic or the virus. We must move forward, and that's the mentality we have at our agency. You guys might be aware, I wrote an article in the past about how royalty and streaming companies can increase their stock prices and improve public knowledge. I did this when everyone was obsessed with uh, Tesla. To my surprise, I was being watched and got a meeting with the president of a large financial organization in the middle of the pandemic. This is who we are as a team. We go at it hard no matter what is happening around the world. There is no one set rule to how I work. I don't follow anyone's advice. I am the contrarian who has been succeeding by doing what most skip. We will test out our thesis until we see what works. It's really that simple. In the past, we got an offer to be bought out by a Chinese conglomerate. We're not about that. We've succeeded because we're free. None of us agreed to the money. We'll continue funding ourselves until we really can't. 
the people who partner with us won't have a lot of say in the path we take. If they want to be a part of our success, they can invest in us and have equity in what we do. Nothing more and nothing less. I am now a partner and no longer an employee. Being a gorilla, as you can see, paid off for me. I promise you this though, I will never get comfortable and I will always innovate our industry until I physically can't. And this is not done just by me. This is done by our team and our incredible founder. I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening and reading my posts. If you have any questions, please let me know. Until next time, catch you guys all on my next post.